Oh, friends, today I am so excited. I get to share with you a personal friend of mine. Jennifer Osler Bolton is a wife, a mom, and a stepmom, but her favorite thing to be is a daughter of God. After suffering the tragic loss of her first husband, Ryan, Jennifer's faith became the lifeline of her survival, which created in her a desire to seek hope when all feels hopeless. By leaning into the safety of God and holding tightly to his promise that he would be glorified through her story, Jennifer speaks and writes with a desire to bring inspiration, hope, and faithfulness to others through her life experiences as a mom, a wife, and a widow. And my favorite part is I know all of this is true because I know Jen personally, and I actually have known her for several years, even prior to the passing of her first husband. And I've watched her walk through all of this. So I can say with full confidence that Jen absolutely does all of this. So let's hop in because we are going to talk about being intentional in our marriages as she is remarried and just... She had posted on Instagram and I texted her. I was like, Jen, I got to have you on the podcast. So take a listen to our conversation and I hope that you feel blessed through this. Hey there, friend. Welcome to It's Me, Michelle Castro, the podcast. If you're here, then you're probably like me. You're a wife and a mom and very likely running a business or two, chasing after that elusive balance everyone seems to be talking about. But really and truly at the core of it all, your deepest desire and number one top priority is to serve and honor the Lord, your God, Jesus Christ. If that's you, I see you and you're in the right place. Here's the thing I found over the last 50 years on this earth. The things of this world are fighting against us Christians at every single turn. So friend, if your deepest desire is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, if you want to be the wife your husband needs and the mom your kids crave, then I'm going to go out on a limb and boldly say, it's no accident you're here. And it's not because I've got five easy steps to get in your life in order. But rather, it's because I'm a sinner saved by grace, learning each and every day what it means to stop striving for the things of this world and instead seek the face of the Lord, my God, my King, my Redeemer. If you're ready to grow a life against the grain of this world, then sis, hit subscribe because you're not going to want to miss an episode. So go grab that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave or better yet, Just pour it over some ice, grab a straw, and let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. Okay, I am like giddy, so excited that I get to share one of my dear, dear, sweet friends, Jennifer Osler Bolton, with you all today. So, hey, Jen. Hi. (laughs) I'm cracking up because we're literally like two miles away from each other, but we're here. I think it'll actually work well that we'll like keep on topic and whatnot, but it's just so much fun. Isn't it crazy how you live so close, but like we never see each other. I I feel like that's just the way that life is because it's so busy. And it's almost like when you know, someone's nearby, you know, you can pop over anytime, but when someone like moves away or does, you know, is further away from you, there's like, I have to see this person. And there's such an effort, like Mm -hmm. we kind of take advantage of the fact that we're so close, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'll see. 
I'll bump into her in the market. <laughs> I was just going to say Fridays at the market. That's when I yeah. walk into you for the longest time. <laughs> she has a good routine. I'm just there all the time. She just happens to come. I don't know if it's still Friday, but anyways, we, I said, this is a whole new form of torture because we want to talk about so many different things. So we are going to try to restrain. We just prayed, asked the Lord to give us the words and to guide us. But Jen, before we get started, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> In 30 seconds. Yes. Um, well, I am a wife and a mom and a stepmom and a dog mom. Um, I feel like I'm all the moms, um, but I am also a widow. So my current husband is my second husband because my first husband, Ryan, uh, he was a firefighter and he was uh, killed in the line of duty in 2016. So I gained a title that I didn't ask for, but then it also blessed me with the title of wife again, and then also a new title, a title of stepmom, which has been fun also. So that is, that's me in a nutshell, <laughs> lots of titles. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like keeping the tears back because <laughs> um, to say all of that in like a 30 second, uh, <laughs> it's been a neat, a neat story to watch unfold. And it is totally all the glory be to God. And you have done an amazing job of praising him through all of it. All of it. Yeah. Every step, every step of the way. I know, you know, you, you, you have seen it all. You have, have been, you have been there for all of it since our kids were, yeah, so young. So yeah, you've seen every step. It's been, it's been quite amazing. And at some point, I think I would love to have you back on and kind of share a little bit more of that because it's just such like, what's the appetite, but yes, Jen and I initially met and I'll keep this short through our daughter's gymnastics class. And we would sit there, you know, you sit up in the booth and you watch them do all these things that at like, what were they like five? Something I like think that. younger, I think four, four, something. Yeah. Yes. They were itty bitty little things. And then her son and my second daughter, he would bring her goldfish and he was so sweet. And so what came from like a silly gymnastics class, ha the Lord has used to um, grow a sweet, sweet friendship. So I was so, you have to follow Jen and she'll tell you at the end where you can find her, but she did a post the other day and it was really about prioritizing your marriage and just some simple things that you and Michael have done to be very intentional about your marriage. And it moved me so much that I was like, Jen, I got to have you on. We got to talk about these things. And so I would just love to hear what, you know, when you, you guys, you and Ryan were very young when you got married, your first husband, what were you 19, 20, something like that? Uh, 19 when we got engaged, 20 when we got married. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know when Flav and I got married, we were 22 and 23 yeah. and you kind of go into it like, ah, Cinderella and Prince Charming and whatever. And it's, that's great. I'm sure. But, um, going into your second marriage, your eyes are a little bit more wide open, right? Very, very, very. <laughs> There's a big difference going in at 20 and going in at 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So what are some things that you have intentionally done in your marriage to prioritize that relationship, that time, just everything? Um, well, I think right away from the beginning, Michael and I had decided that we were going to come first, which is difficult in a blended family because 
we while we wanted to protect our marriage and our relationship, we also have, you know, children, there's four kids between us. I have two and he has two. And so without trying to create a, you know, well, now my new husband is more important than you children kind of feelings. We didn't, we didn't want to create that either. So it was really difficult to try and find a balance of how can we prioritize while making the kids feel secure in our newly blended family. So we started, we started with the bedroom because the bedroom is our private space. You know, the kids don't live in our bedroom. They're obviously welcome to come in if they need something, but the bedroom is where we could first solidify and kind of set um, a feeling of security for our kids. Like, you know, we go to bed at the same time, meaning me and Michael. And so, you know, there's been times where all four kids are here and they're downstairs and Michael and I are like, you know, okay, well, you know, we're going to bed or Michael says, I'm tired. And so I'm like, okay, well, that means I'm going to bed too. And, you know, so they can see like, oh, they're a unit, they're a solidified unit. And so just kind of like setting even that intention with our kids, because it, it it was just different. Um, all four kids were teenagers, you know, <laughs> at this point. And so it, there was just a lot behind that, as far as how do we prioritize ourselves while providing security for the kids, but without making them feel like they're no longer important when the whole time they've been our number ones. Right. So it's, it, it was difficult. So we, that's where we started. We started in the bedroom. I love that. I love that so much. And, and honestly, it convicted me when I saw you put that there because my husband likes to go to bed really early. Like I, we're talking like eight 30 and I don't like, I, I probably should go to bed then, but it becomes really hard too, because we also have still a 13 year old that I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want like surfing TV without us. So there's like that justification in my mind of like, okay, well I need to be there, but I just, it just hit me. And, and I think the caveat too is, you know, you do have older kids. It, it hits a little yeah. different when they're a little bit older. If you have toddlers, then obviously we're not talking about like letting you, sorry, daddy wants to go to right. bed at seven. You guys find a way to get to bed. Like it's like, yes, no, of I mean, course. this looks different for all different, all different absolutely. seasons of life. <laughs> no, it absolutely does. And you know, that's such a good point because when I look back at, you know, my marriage with Ryan, you know, we were married for 16 years and we were in the process of raising babies and kids and so so the idea of going to bed at the same time we actually really didn't we did not go to bed at the same time but the other thing that ryan and i had instilled which again i think is just protecting the one place that in the household that really just belongs to mom and dad um the bedroom right we we didn't have a tv so if we couldn't if we couldn't come together at the same time going to bed there was nothing else in the room to distract when we were there so you know that that's another thing you know when when michael and i got married we were like okay this is how we're going to implement that we're a unit to our kids but then also like there's no tv in our bedroom So when we are in our room, we are intentionally there with each other. Um, And it's not, it's not always sexual. It's not, you know, people hear like, oh, you know, as soon as like I say, oh, the bedroom, people's minds go straight into, well, I'm not in the mood to have sex. (laughs) Trust me, we aren't either half the time, you know, like, I mean, we're, we're 44 years old. Like it's not, it's not the same energy. Let's be honest. He probably is. (laughs) Well, okay. Okay. To be fair. Okay. (laughs) To be fair, this is grown woman talk here. But, it's um, all, I know, I, I usually put, hey, by the way, if your kids are listening, we're going to mention the S word for just a little bit, okay? It's good they want you doing it. 
it's really good it is it, uh, I, that's another thing we always like tell our kids like because we're super flirty with with each other in front of our kids and you know we get the eye rolls and we get the right. oh my gosh you know and I'm so every time my kids are like ew I'm like you're welcome you're welcome yeah. Because this is this is signs of a healthy marriage, and that's what I want to give you guys. So, so now it's like a joke. Every time that you know something happens, they'll be like, "I know, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, mom." <laughs> You're like, I didn't really want to be. They they'll get it when they're older. They'll be exactly. appreciative of it when they're older. Absolutely, exactly. I exactly. love that, and I I know that it's so important to have that space um, for you and your spouse. It really is because our lives especially we live here in Southern California and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like this expectation to, to have your kids in so many different things and to, and all that does is spread your time even thinner. I was just actually recording a podcast episode for, uh, about love and what first Corinthians 13 says. And of course we're all like, love is patient. Love is kind. It never ends. And we forget that in the middle, there's this part that's like, it's not irritable. It's not rude. And so if we've got these things that are demanding more of our time and we're saying, well, I'm too busy or I haven't had enough sleep or I haven't, you know, haven't had, maybe your husband's like, you know what? I haven't had enough intimacy. So these are the reasons that they're irritable. Well, actually that's, that's not love. That's not what it is. And we have to maybe remove some of these things so mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. avoiding those excuses. Um, but I love having the bedroom okay. as a sanctuary. Those are, um, both of those are very convicting things. Um, <laughs> and yeah, your kids will appreciate it. Definitely. What are some other things maybe that you guys have done intentionally? Um, I think we had the date nights are a big thing. Um, and you know, we don't, it's just, I think the biggest thing again, because our kids are older, you know, our kids yeah. are 20, 18, 16 and 14. Um, you know, so, so there, there is an ability for us to have a conversation with them and explain like why we do the things we do. So date night is, it's another non-negotiable. It's just something that even when the girls, um, you know, Michael's girls are in Ireland with their mom. So even when they're here in California with us, um, it's, it still happens. There's, you know, we will still go on a little date. Now, I mean, we may not go for hours like we do, or, you know, things like that, but it's just a little, you know, we'll pop out, you know, again, it's just, it's just so that the kids feel that we are unified, um, that we, we are a unit. There is not going to be a, you know, uh, Jennifer against Michael, mom against Michael, you know, Michael against Jen, like that's just, that sort of thing is not going to happen. So we just, I think, having our kids has made us more intentional about putting each other first and letting them see that because by them seeing that they actually become more secure in our relationship, which then makes them secure in our family, no matter where we are in the world. And, you know, I, I've seen the benefit of that because, because we are separated by an ocean, you know, we, we do have girls in Ireland, um, and we go back and forth and see them, you know, we make, obviously, you know, we, we do things like that so we can see each other, but the closeness that I've seen and that I've built with the girls, I mean, I don't, I don't live with them and I don't live near them, but I think them seeing, um, the intentional love that their dad and I have is what's created such a safety net for them. And they feel so secure that they're, they're so happy that their dad and I are married. You know, they're my, my kids, adore Michael and they're so happy that we're married you know Brandon for uh, Father's Day wrote Michael a letter thanking him for the way that he loves his mom and you know things like that it's I think it's truly because from the start Michael and I were like 
we come first, but not in a selfish, you know, not now kids, not now kids, you know, when our kids, our kids are kids, they, it doesn't matter the age, they have needs, they have things that need to be done. We have to be at certain places for each kid. Like, you know, we're still parents, we're still doing that. So the intention is more of the protection of our bedroom, but the kids all know that's our space. You have to knock before you come in, you know, it's just out of respect for this is our space here. And again, it's not, it's not out of a selfish motive or just get out of here or that sort of thing, or, you know, it's just to translate to them that this unified, you know, relationship here, this is the priority. And when this does well, then that means everyone else is going to do well also. And so it actually builds such a sense of safety for the kids And that's why Michael and I have been so intentional about, no, you and I first, you know, that he'll bring home flowers for me before he'll ever bring home flowers for his girls. And again, it's not because he doesn't love them. It's not because, you know, those, it's not because of that. It's just because they need to see their dad being loved and being respected. And obviously, you know, like I do my best to give that to him. And then my kids need to see their mom being loved and being treasured. And so for that reason, we have to put each other first. And then it sets the standard for the kids as well. Amen. Amen. Preach on all of that. Um, I love, there's a word that is used over and over and it's intentional. These Mm. These things don't just happen. It doesn't just all of a sudden, like you have this amazing marriage. It, it takes, I wish I'm like, where, right. Is it, is that podcast? Is that, is there a medication for that? What are the side effects? What is it? Um, it doesn't just happen. It takes intentionality. It takes work. It takes time. It hit me. Well, a lot later into marriage than it should have, but I'm a slow learner in our society. We value being a parent above being a spouse. And we know that in my mind, I think, well, my kids, physically need me when they're little, like they rely everything on you. And yes, that's true. But you and I, our kids are way out of that. Like that's been and done. Do they still need us? Absolutely. But what happened from there? And I think Satan is really good with using that as a crutch for us that, oh no, now they still need you. And so we just brush aside our husband. And there's a reason why the divorce rate is so incredibly high. When we, when we remove our focus from what it's supposed to be, things get messed up. I think of, you know, Proverbs 31, we know all this, you know, she is this amazing woman. Unfortunately, I think too often as believers, we use that as our kind of Christian uh, feminist manifesto, like, oh, she gets to do all of these things, but we forget really the core of it is in verse 30, where it says that she fears the Lord. So if you fear the Lord, then you've got your priorities and it's to be God and then our spouse. And Mm -hmm. it hit me not too long ago. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. So when we first got married, the two of us, it was really exciting. And now we're like, you know, getting over to that other side where it's going to be the two of us again. And there was a part of me that was like, oh no, what is that going to be like? And that's not what the Lord wants. Like he wants it to be beautiful and joyful, but it takes intentionality in all of that. And there's things that we can do along the way. What do you say to the mama who is like, um, I don't go to bed at the same time as my husband for whatever reason. I I don't want to, because then he's going to want to, you know, have sex, um, which we'll get to that another time, another episode. 
Um, <laughs> you know, they've got a TV in their room. Date nights are hard. You know, what is the encouragement that you can give to that woman who feels like I'm doing everything wrong? What, where do I go? You know, cause unfortunately Satan wants us to feel that way. He wants to be like, oh, oh you did it wrong. Just give up. I, I, that, well, the, that's the first thing I would say is like, it, it's not, nothing's wrong. Everything, everything that we're talking about has been through lessons learned. So, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there with the, I'm not in the mood, turn on the TV. I want to fall asleep to the TV. I don't want to go to bed at the same time you do. You know, when we're in an argument with our spouse, that's the bedroom is not where we want to go. We don't want to retreat to the room with them at all, you know, like, so, and, and even still, you know, like having the appreciation that I do for my husband now after losing my first husband, because Ryan and I were married for 16 years. So there was a lot of lessons learned there. Um, so I, I do, I do approach my second husband with a, a different sort of appreciation after losing Ryan. However, there are still nights and days where I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to bed or I lay in bed, like wide awake, like, oh my gosh, like I could be playing on my phone. I could be watching a new show downstairs, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That's all normal. And I think that needs to be made known is that it's normal. That's totally a normal feeling. So the part of, you know, it's like, it's like when we, you know, sign up to a new gym or something, or, you know, we we're just talking about like the Peloton or, you know, that sort of thing. Like when, when we sign up for it, why do we sign up for it? Because in, we haven't the intention to go there. I want to change my health. I want to get stronger, whatever it might be. We have a reason why we sign up. And then, and when we go, chances are, we don't want to be there. We hate the workout. We're sore afterwards. It's miserable, but we go again the next day. Yep. And so it's the same thing with our marriage, you know, like it's hard and it's difficult and there's changes we don't want to make. There's things we don't want to do, but we know it's good for us. Yep. So we show up and do it again the next day. That's what intention is. Intention is acknowledging this is hard, but I'm still going to show up and do it. And, and it's okay to have the days where you don't, and it's okay to mess up and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be frustrated. That's okay. As long as the attention is, I'm going to try it again tomorrow. And I'm going to, you know, it, it, if we are willing to make that intention in every other area of our life, which is, let's be honest, the truth, we, yep. we do it for our kids. Yeah. You know, we intentionally show up for our kids. We intentionally show up for an employer for, you know, we, we do it for lots of other reasons. So if we're not doing it for our spouses, it's not a matter of, you know, I'm doing something wrong. It's just a matter of questioning where the priority is. Because the truth is, I mean, everything that God says is true <laughs> and correct. So if we're able to put God first and then put our spouse second, everything that falls beneath that just seems to align. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean that every day is a great day or we're living in bliss. Oh, it's I mean, not? Ah, I know. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> but but everything everything falls the way it's supposed to fall. Your kids feel more loved because they feel safe in what you've created with your husband. Yeah. You know, so I just, it's a lesson I had to learn though. I, I didn't know that as a young wife and a young mom. Like I had, I, I truly didn't. Like, I mean, that we could go on, we could have a six series episode, you know, on all the mistakes Jen made as a young wife mm -hmm. <laughs> that brought me here today. And that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is that this, the most secure the kids are going to feel is when they see 
the unified connection between their parents, between the adults in their lives. From there stems their security. It's actually not just in what one person can give them, what what only mom can give or what only dad can give or whatever. When they can see their parents united, that's where all of their thriving comes from. So for that reason alone, let that be the motivation for putting your husband first before the kids, even though it sometimes feels unnatural. Right. Right. And again, look at it in your life. Like what, what ages are your kids? Like what, this is all going to flesh out in different ways. And maybe you're not at a point in life with your, your family where you can go to bed at the same time as your husband. What's another way that you can prioritize your husband? Like Mm. we're, we're at the point where actually all of the girls are in school. Um, Ellie just started at university. Like she's on campus for the first time since 2020. Like she's so excited. And so we're like looking at the schedule going, what mornings can we have like a morning date? Because by the end of the night, things happen. And you know, it's like you get kids all of a sudden there's a game or there's this or whatever. We're like, when can we have like breakfast together? When can we do those things? So it doesn't have to look the same for every person, but no. back to that intentionality. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even the biggest thing also, even if it's not the physical, like you said, going to bed at the same time or, you know, because you're right, there's ages and stages of parenting that that's not even a possibility. So again, you know, like it's, as you said, where can you prioritize? It might even be in the smallest things of, you know, recognizing whatever your husband's love language is and letting your kids see you act on that, you serving him in some way. Or I know for Ryan, you know, our biggest thing, because there was a lot, a lot that I'm doing now that Ryan and I didn't do in our marriage. But one of the things that I always did when we would have dinner, whether we were at someone's house or whether I was making dinner at home, I served Ryan first. Mm -hmm. I made him a plate of food and I served it to him before I served my kids, before I served myself, like he was first. And so that was one way where my kids got to see his priority in my life and my protection of that area of our marriage without it having to be sorry, you're not involved kids. (laughs) You know, we're going on a date and we're leaving you or we're going to bed. Good night. Find yourself, you know, at eight years old, (laughs) go go to your bed whenever you feel like it. Not like that at all. So there are different ways where you can show your kids that your husband is your priority and it doesn't have to be excluding them in any way like that. Yeah. I love that. And it also doesn't have to be an overt thing. So I will be feeding daddy first. From yeah, now right. on, people, no. you know, just so everybody knows, because I it was not an it. announcement. You know, <laughs> I did not PA sit them system, down and tell you know? them. <laughs> but it's those. You're so right. It's also like the way that we respond, the way that we answer the phone when he calls. Like, is it this is an important phone call? I'm going to take this. Are we showing preference to our husband? And what if? What if? as married wives, as if we treated our spouse this way, like, could you imagine the change that this would have? We talk about wanting a revival within our country. What if we did it starting within our, our homes and the ways in which we treated our spouse? Be pretty wonderful. Oh my gosh. Life-changing. Right. Yeah. Jen, we could literally talk for hours and we're going to, cause we're going to meet for coffee. <laughs> It's going to be like breakfast, coffee, lunch, you know, whatever. Um, But where can everyone find you? Um, I am most active on Instagram. uh, And it's just, it's my name, JJ Osler Bolton. 
Um, and uh, like, make sure to follow me there because I, I am in the process of writing a book. So all the, uh, I'm just taking everybody with me on the journey. So definitely follow along on that because it is exciting. <laughs> it is. It is so much fun to just to see you, but it's, it's just been so much fun to, which sounds really weird. Um, because the journey has been quite rocky. Um, but to see how the Lord has worked through all of that. And I have seen the hand of God in your life from those many years ago and just what the Lord has done, um, through you and Ryan, um, losing Ryan through watching you meet Michael. And it's so apparent the genuine love for the Lord you both have and the genuine love for one another you have and the then genuine respect and love you have for each other's kids. It just like jumps off of the page. It's just amazing. So I'm here for well, it. Thank I you. love you, friend. Well, thank you. I love you. Thank you for, thank you for letting me be part of this. I love this. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Way to go. Thank you. Okay. We're going to stop before I start like crying. It's all, uh, you know, anyways, I love you friend. And, um, yeah, friends go follow her. All of her links or her, her links to Instagram will be in the show notes. You can click on that and just go start following her, watch her journey. I hope that you were blessed by this conversation. And I hope that you walk away with some practical tips that you can start enforcing or utilizing in your own marriage. You know, to be perfectly honest, we have a TV in our bedroom, but may, so maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe that is a way that you and your spouse connect. So take these things as stepping stones or as jumping off points for you and your husband to see what works best for you because the point is finding ways to prioritize your relationship together. It's going to look completely different for every single person marriage. So I hope that you walk away encouraged and not going, oh my goodness, we're doing this wrong. We got to, you know, we got to start, you know, doing our date nights every week, or we got to take that TV out of the bedroom, or we got to go to bed at the same time. Maybe that doesn't work for you and in your stage of life. That's okay. Find out what does work for you. Go give Jen a follow. You will be absolutely blessed by her content and you'll just love her because I think she's absolutely amazing. Have a great day and I'll see you next week. Really quick, before you go, would you take a second to subscribe to the podcast? Wherever you are listening right now, go find out how you can subscribe. That way you're not gonna miss a single episode. And secondly, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave me a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.